empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. I love this piece where the more authentic you became, you know, every time you hit that in your story, it always comes after that, and I just started falling in love with Jesus. Yeah. Because I think that's the really the only way we can. I do, too. I 100% believe that. And I think growing up, I, I loved the Lord, but some serious uprooting of who I thought He was had yeah. to happen. Because yeah. it's sad to me now to look back and think about time where I thought those things, thinking I had to hide those things from him. Mm-hmm. I even like Instagrammed about it today. I talked about how my tendency when people walk in the house, it's funny, I've noticed a tendency, I want to show them all the perfect rooms, like the right. Instagrammable rooms <laughs> and corners that look pretty. And I want to, you right. know, just stay here. Yeah, just like yeah. look right here and look at this, you know, while that's all great and I rejoice in what's been done, I try to keep people out of the rooms that are like you've seen in the back here, you know what right, I mean? That right. are dirty and have crooked floors and still aren't fully restored, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny, I was cleaning this morning, I felt like the Lord was like, gosh, that's how you used to be and still kind of are, but we're working on that, you know, <laughs> letting me so in good. and people into those places that... yeah have so much potential. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. So. It's so good. I can remember, um, I'm thinking of a good friend of mine, and she was kind of walking through a space where it's kind of like, I don't know, it seems like in your 20s, whatever emotional bill you have, it just sort of comes to. It does. You like, know. It shows up. Yes. Whether it's a good time for you <laughs> yeah, or not. It's like, wait, I didn't plan on this. Yeah. Like, this will be paid. <laughs> yeah, this, you know. No, that is such a perfect way to put it. I, I really think that's that true. Is, and, yeah, so she was kind of in this spot. And so, again, she was like you, like, raised in a very spirit-filled, mm-hmm. faith-filled home. And so in in the sort of microcosm of understanding that she had, her application for everything she had been taught was, well, I shouldn't really have any issues, so I'm just going to wallpaper over this with, so good, yeah. with spiritual, like I'm gonna, just going to confess, I'm going to confess wallpaper, yes. you know, over this gaping hole. Yeah, that's and, so good, yeah. and it broke my heart because in being friends with her, I watched her try and, you know, it's a cliche phrase, but I'll just say, like, work the word. Mm -hmm. I saw her trying to just confess her way through Mm -hmm. this deep place of pain Mm -hmm. that she had and thinking that she was so doing the right thing and getting nowhere. And then also, meanwhile, this pain is still, you know, hitting her when she wakes up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the first thing. And so I just remember Mm -hmm. just... I mean, she was in pain, but it was like she hit this place of just exhaustion, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's sort of like, you know, when the Bible says having a form of godliness Mm -hmm. but denying the power. Absolutely. And so I remember this one night we just had this long conversation, and I said, look, you and I believe the same. Mm -hmm. We know the Word. The Word works. We know that we are complete in Him. But there is a place of getting in him. And he also said that he is the healer. Mm -hmm. You know, that he did come to pour in the oil and the wine. So 
I, I believe there's a work of restoration to receive from the Lord mm-hmm. that empowers your confession. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that it's not one or the other, it's both. Right. You know, and so I hear like in your story, and I love that you had, you know, someone that was there as a spirit filled counselor, and I know that had to be so key. Absolutely, yeah. And she's been such a part, a key part of my journey, and I'm such an advocate for, man, spirit-filled counselors, biblical, you know, counselors and pastors and things, if you need help, to go to them and yeah. get counsel and get help. And it's so true. Because I think sometimes we reach emotional places that are, I hadn't reached in a, a place I didn't have the capacity for anymore. That's you know it. what I mean? Yeah. It, had, it had, The pain had surpassed yeah. my capacity to deal with it alone. Yeah. And just having like spiritual mom and a biblical, you know, a spiritual counselor and, yeah. you know, godly friends that mm-hmm. I let in mm-hmm. that carried that weight and helped me process when I just, I couldn't seem to do it. Some of the seasons I went through were, were they were very dark and very low and yeah. very hopeless just because of that, that pain. isolation piece, mm-hmm. I think that the enemy tries to use to keep us there. Mm-hmm. And I was the queen. Yeah. Like the queen of really? isolation. Yes. Like the queen of everybody said that that knows me well you know mm-hmm. and thank the lord that's been part of my do journey do you think is, that came from because you were more prone as a perfectionist i think the perfectionism kept me so lonely yeah feeling like i had to be or had to do or had to perform and when i wasn't that no one could see this part of me you yeah. know and i think that spilled over into my relationship with the Lord, I think it spilled over into my relationship with the body of Christ. I mean, it just was like, just, wow. I was just kind of spilling out all over. But um, yeah. the enemy, you know, would lie and tell me that just to be alone was the best thing for me. You know, wow. I just come into agreement with so many lies, you know what I mean, mm. about myself and was just kind of living that out. Even though I was a born again believer, sure. saved yeah. and living for the Lord, I just had those places, you know, yeah. that. I had just come into almost like a silent agreement with the enemy. Wow. And I had kind of just bowed down that part of my soul Whoa. and life and didn't even realize it. And I know that sounds weird and funny, but I it was almost like that's what I mean by these wounds. And I would say that to people. I would say, I feel like this wound is incurable. I uh-huh. feel like this part of my soul is not... That, I mean, honestly, I didn't say this out of, but I mean, I felt it. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, are you are you willing mm-hmm. to 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 mend this wound? Because mm-hmm. I'm I've dealt with it for so long. You feel like the woman with the issue of blood, or right? The, well, you know, you you, yeah. you know, but it's just so interesting, like how, like I said at the beginning, you know, there's some things he does in a moment in his sovereignty, and there's some things that he does in a process, mm-hmm. and we see that all over Scripture. Mm-hmm. And in my life, he's chosen to. It's just been this journey. But I do know that he's true to his word. <laughs> and so I know yeah. now that like he may not always do it like I think he's supposed to do it. In a moment. In a moment. Yeah. But he's always true to his word. It's so true. I love that statement you made when you said, I realized I was in silent agreement mm-hmm. with the enemy. Mm-hmm. That is, to me, that is like such a pulling the cover back. Yeah on where the enemy tries to hold people. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and then 
once you saw that Mm -hmm. to go, oh, wait a second. Yeah. That was a big wake-up call for me. I bet. Um, And that came through kind of the process, but it was through scripture and through, again, godly counsel, different things. I just, it was like the Lord revealed that to me, that there were areas of my life where I had just come into like agreement with them, with the enemy. And I was saying one thing, Mm -hmm. but I was living and believing another. Wow. How did you change that? Was it when you saw that that's what yeah. you were doing? When the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you know, and it's this has been a process too, but as He's revealed those things to me, just truly allowing Him in and like truly like the Word. I mean, honestly, like the Word. The Word. <laughs> yes. Eating and drinking and breathing the Word and by golly, like believe in it. You know what I mean? And, uh, so good. Over my feelings and over... What's been done again? Him gutting all those things and just the word washing all those things away. So you just become good. a new person. It's just yeah. it's crazy. It's 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 bizarre how it happens, but truly, I mean, he just it does. he makes all things new. Yeah. And the it's really not rocket science. It's really it? not. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really not. But again, it's like going into these rooms and gutting them. It's not always easy to do the work and mm-hmm. apply the word and. Mm-hmm. Like I said, live it out, you know? Right. When every single feeling you have goes against it. <laughs> so we're having this conversation in in your home. <laughs> okay, so this house was built in 18... In 1886. 1886. 1880. When I was born, this house was 100 years old. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, which is bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. And you still have the original hardwood floors I do that are the coolest ever they're they're very worn but I tell people they have a lot of their stories to tell oh that's so true <laughs> which is part of what I love about the house is some of the original the original you know yeah stuff so yeah I love it and so it is really I mean ironic is almost not a strong enough word for <laughs> Just hearing this story, yeah. and we're literally sitting in your home that you are room by room, piece by piece, yeah. in the middle of this restoring process. Mm-hmm. So were you like believing God for a house? Were you like, yeah, I think I'll get a house? Like, how did you and this house meet? It's crazy. I had friends tell me for years, because of what I do and traveling and all that, mm-hmm. you know, I was a... I had a loft in downtown Dallas, and yeah. it's kind of living that life, that loft life, mm-hmm. and, you know, single, and so just the house thing felt huge for me, the commitment right. of it, and just the, you know, right. so I continued to put it off, and I had so many friends tell me, you know, you need to buy a house, you need to invest, you need to this and that, and I'd kind of put it off, well, um, on December 2nd, I have this dream about mm-hmm. this house, you know, that I told you about. Mm-hmm. Soon after that, in like February of just this year, which is like bizarre because yeah. it's only now, July. Or- this dream, we'll just say, was like a very literal, clear-cut dream like very specific very specific about you and this house like it was one of those dreams you don't forget and it marks you yeah like I wasn't even house hunting when I had the dream but like I said I had come to a point where I had the Lord had done so much healing and so much work in my life and heart yeah but I I still had these areas that I had almost like I 
said, come into agreement with the enemy. And I was in silent agreement and, and just not walking in victory in certain mm-hmm. ways. And I'd almost just kind of bowed those areas down in, in agreement with him. And I was just wow. going to live like that. So powerful. And a lot of it was wounding from my childhood. And mm-hmm. I had been kind of walking through some restoration with the Lord. And I had this dream on December 2nd. I'm in the hill country. I drive to Austin to shoot a wedding. And none of this is even on my radar. Yeah. You know, I'm just... Right. Working. And so I got to the hill country and I'm out in this Airbnb in the middle of nowhere. I had no cell phone reception. Oh my God. Um, I get to the Airbnb about eight o'clock and I have no cell phone reception. So what do we do when we have no cell phone reception? We just stare at the wall. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. So I decided, you know, big day the next day. So I go to bed early. I go mm-hmm. to bed at like, I think it was like nine thirty or 10. Well, in the middle of the night, I have this dream. And in the dream, I am back in my hometown and I um, come up on a stop sign in the dream, and I take a right and realize that I'm in the neighborhood and the mm-hmm. street of the home that that I grew up in that housed all of my most painful memories. Wow. Like, it was the home that we moved into when my parents went through a devastating divorce. The abuse I went through, the, it, it just, the house was symbolic yeah. of pain and abandonment and no really joy you know what I mean when I look back at that house we kind of all have those areas of our life where we look back and go man wish I could bulldoze that down you know well in the dream I take a ride at the stop sign I get right up to the sidewalk and I go to look at the lot of the house and I realize that the house is gone like it's been completely bulldozed down and the lot is clear, and I get closer, and I look, and there's a brand new house being built. It's just like this beautiful, white, Ephesians 3.20 house for me. I mean, it's wow. above anything I could, all everything about it, even down to the, the details of it, I, yeah. were things that I love. The porch, and the big windows, and the natural light, and the way the roof peaked, and just different things like that. And I got right up to it, and I looked, and there were three men working on the home. There was a man hanging, like, windows. Mm -hmm. There was a man on the roof, and there was a man on the porch. And I got right up to the house, and the man on the porch turned around, and he, like, waved at me. And I waved back, and he smiled. He was so kind, and the dream ended. When I woke up, I started writing about what I felt, and I felt like the Lord said to me, these wounds that you thought were not repairable, or, you know, not curable. I'm about to make all things new. It was just this, like, huge, you know, yeah. moment for me. And I thought it just had to do with the spiritual, like, my right. spirit man or my, you know, me. Yeah. Um, I didn't even have any kind of, like, the house wasn't even on my radar in the physical. Like, right. the house, you know. So, fast forward, that's December. February, I start deciding to, like, kind of really plant roots. I felt like I needed to and mm-hmm. house hunt. I was divinely connected to a, a realtor that I love now and adore and who's very godly and anyways long story short she finds this house for me and she calls me and she's like I'm in Nashville on a job and she's like I think I found I think I found the house for you and we FaceTime and I had been through a little bit of a heartbreak with a house like two mm. weeks before that I thought I wanted and it fell through and it was everything and more you know in quotes I thought I wanted so bad and needed and it just the inspection it was just a bad deal wow and that one completely fell through I was kind of emotionally exhausted and heartbroken from Uh like the disappointment of that Uh uh-huh this house came along and she said Michelle I really feel like this is it you know 
And so I made an offer on the house, like sight unseen. I had not been to the house, but I, which went against everything oh, about anybody my. who knows me knows right. how bizarre that is that yeah. I did that. Yeah. But we FaceTimed. We made a, a crazy offer on the house. They accepted. It was just a fast-moving deal, and the Lord's just been in every single step. I mean, wow. so, yeah. Absolutely. It's the house God is building. It's the house God is building. <laughs> yeah. And it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just the way it's situated with the trees all around mm-hmm. it, and it's just really something. I'll tell you what's wild is because, you know, like we we said when we started, you know, I had n- never really heard your story. Yeah. Because we've been friends for so long. I know. <laughs> like, how long have we been friends now? And when I say friends, I mean, that, that might be the quickest label. That we really are. But we just, it just kind of. <laughs> just clicked. Yeah, it is what it is. Not a lot of the people. No. <laughs> Not like it was supposed to just be a photo shoot, which sort of turned into a really late night string of texts, and then there was no coming back. <laughs> exactly. Is how I feel that went. Oh my God. But it's wild because it's almost hard. It, well, it is hard knowing you on this side of this work that God has done, and to hear you say things like, I had no sense of identity, or I just, you know, I carried a lot of shame, or. You know, I just didn't have my feet under me or all these things that you're describing to think of you as a person with heaviness or hopelessness and to know you now where it's like you would swear, well, this person has just always been the most self-confident, like rock solid in God. This is my destiny. I'm going for it. I know exactly how it's going to go. And at this stage, I will buy this house and then I will restore it. I mean, you know, that is what comes off of you sitting here with you today. Wow. That's the grace of God because, man, wow. Isn't that (laughs) crazy to even hear that, you know? But I love what you said about, you know, when I said, okay, how did you do this? And you just said... It was the word it of was the word. God. Yeah. You know, and I love what you said because I feel like this is key. It wasn't like, well, I went to church one Sunday and I heard a word and that word did it for me. I mean, what I hear coming out of you, like you said, I ate the word. I, I talked the word. Mm-hmm. I prayed the word. I read the word. Like you had to force that reality that you were experiencing to make the shift. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm such a feeler. Yeah. And I think, I know we're all wired different, but yeah. I think for me, you know, I was, and that's one of the things we worked through in counseling, is I was so feelings-led. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I battled with that so deeply. Come on, that's good. And, um, I think a lot of people do. Yes, yeah, so feelings-led. And I mean, still, I have to work on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, you know, you, you hear about your gifts being, there's a, a blessing and a burden. Right. Because I think that feelings-led thing is right. kind of what makes me right it can be what I do compassionate absolutely and discerning absolutely mm-hmm. but not channeled right it's a nightmare wow. <laughs> you know what I mean it's really and, good. Um, it's a nightmare and so I had so many years of 
and like I said, I still, you know, haven't mastered it, but through the grace of God, He's helping me, and I'm believing it more, what He says about me in those places that are really hard. Mm-hmm. See, because some of those places we are easy for us, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, we have th- certain things where I think that comes easy or that, you know, but then there's like the nitty-gritty, you mm-hmm. know, places mm-hmm. of the soul where we just can't quite seem to like grasp like yeah. well, the, what the word says and what I feel doesn't line up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It just it's like contradicts everything that right. I feel. You know right. about worth or about my identity or about no shame. So those places are what I'm really meaning, and mm-hmm. I had to get down to, to do the work of like the Holy Spirit really going down deep in yeah. those areas that hurt so bad and. Yeah you know pour the oil on and do the mending and the healing in his beautiful way you know Um, but I had to let him come in I had to to let him and I had to let others in that is huge you know yeah it reminds me Michelle of Psalm 23 Mm -hmm. and we always think about you know he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul but when you're talking about that the portion of that that just came to me was First, he anoints my head with oil. Mm-hmm. And when I let that happen, the next verse is, and my cup runs over. Yeah, that's good. And when you talked about not letting yourself stay in isolation mm-hmm. and letting people in, mm-hmm. I mean, those people, counselors, pastors, they're anointed right. to, to be there for you. Absolutely. You know, their gifts are their God-given gifts. Mm-hmm you know, to help people come into. And so, in essence, connecting with them and letting them, you know, minister to you in that way and get, that was his anointing absolutely. coming on your head. No, absolutely. And I, I mean, I believe that 100% in community has been so key yeah. in my healing journey. I always tell people that, you know, when they That's ask good. me about the keys and the uh-huh. parts that have been the biggest, you know, obviously the Lord and Holy Spirit, you know, sure. Jesus. and but right. But, I mean community is has been massive yeah community's hard and messy and I've seen people have seen me in ways that I don't I, I would you know rather than not have sure. but I look at those places now and go man a lot of healing came from that it's just been such a journey that's it's amazing been such a journey you know but I've, I'm gaining confidence more and more every day in him mm-hmm. and just who he is and this thing he's doing and me and in this house and yeah somebody asked me the other night they were like you say that you used to deal with fear and anxiety really bad or are you do you struggle with like you know the house and all the responsibility and I was like I told him I said you know if it was a house Miss Shaley was building mm. I would be up at night and it's so I would good. be have every right in the world to worry yeah. but I've stated this is the house God is building, yeah. and I believe yes. <laughs> that He's building it. And in in turn, me, I believe right. more and more that He's building a house, yeah. and confident that He's going to finish the work. It's so true, you know, that it's He so started. True. Yeah, and I just believe that for all of us, like He's going to finish the work He started. That's just who He is. And, he really is. Mm-hmm. He really so. is. I think it's Psalm 127, but I can't remember now. And I love the message translation because I'm paraphrasing, but it says, like, if you don't let the Lord be the builder of your house, you'll wind up building merely shacks. Oh, my word. Right? So good. I haven't read that. And that just, like, I mean, just, I thought, 
because that's what we do. We like go, well, I know something is supposed to happen here. Mm -hmm. And if we don't let the Lord do it in our humanity, we'll build something all right. But compared to what God wanted to build, it will be like... It'll shack. be a shack. It's and so everything about a shack is temporary. Right. I'll have to know? write that down. I haven't read that version. Of, yeah. I've read that verse, but not that version of it. And it's yeah. so good. That really just, I thought, man, it just kind of makes you take stock mm-hmm. in anything that, everything you are doing. And we all have lived such busy lives. Yeah. And it makes me stop and take stock and go, how much of this am I letting God do? Mm-hmm. And how much am I trying to self-manage? Absolutely. Because you can and try. And that has been a lesson in this home. I'm not going to lie to you. I bet. Like, I mean, it's crazy how many parallels about restoring a house yeah. go into that. But yeah, I've dealt with that, like trying to force things to happen too soon. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I had a crew here last week and I was like, okay, that's it. Like, we're going to the back. We're, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't care how much it costs. We're fixing this. Like, I, I can't walk through I this the same one way. more day, you know, and right. being a visionary, I see what I want it to be. And I'm yeah. so funny. But yeah, I was, I had them in the back of the house. I'm like, we're fixing all the floors. We're, I don't care how much money's in the bank account. We're, <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, we're coming in and gutting the whole thing again let's just you know and so yeah we try to and the lord's like slow down right i got me do it i got it yeah you know just like i have you i got the house it's so true so it's been i'm not exaggerating when i say that this so far it's been very much a room by room yeah piece by piece yeah deal you know so i love that it's so cool I wanted to ask you, because you are so funny to me, because you are obviously so creative and so visionary, but to do what you do, and even with the photography business, to have the business you have and to have built it to where it is. I mean, you are handling some well-known clientele, so you have to have a piece of drive and ambition (laughs) in the makeup of the person that God made you, which I'm hearing more in like, we are getting this done. Yeah, exactly. There is definitely that person is in there. And I love that. I can totally relate to that. So knowing that sort of like the full picture of you outside of just the immediate work that you have going on with this house, Uh what vision is screaming at you? Like what does Michelle have vision for you know, say five years from now, what is maybe something that's just kind of big on your radar? Five years from now in Miss Shaley's perfect world, I have vision for like writing books and for traveling and sharing. Um, I think I'll continue to travel and do photographs, but I also think that this might take on like a new, a different face. That I've always asked the Lord for any bit of pain I've gone through to not be wasted, but that it could preach and help and inspire others. And so in five years, I would love to see this evolve into more writing and inspiring and even publicly sharing and who knows what else the Lord has, but yeah. that's kind of what I see. But, you know, again, we'll that's see. So you know, who knows? I, this wasn't on my radar. Yeah. This house wasn't on my radar. Photography wasn't on So the Lord could, could blow my mind. I don't know, you know, with something totally different. But I love that. Well, the yeah. world desperately needs more chick preachers. Oh, well. So I think <laughs> you're definitely hitting gold right there. I think God's all in that. I love that. I love it. That's so cool. I can't thank you enough, Michelle, just for, you know, 
not even just sharing today, but if you hadn't made all those hard choices, you wouldn't have that story to mm-hmm. tell, you know? And just what you shared today has taken a whole lot of bravery, wow. you know, a whole lot of courage. And there were a whole lot of moments in there that nobody would have faulted you for saying, you know what, it's just too much. Yeah. You know, like, I, I just can't. And, you know, anybody in their humanity would have said, you know what, I, I get it, like she's done, and but you didn't. And I know you had that understanding of the Lord and you had Him in your life, but just like everybody, I mean, you had to choose that, mm-hmm. and then you had to choose it again the next day, mm-hmm. and you have to keep choosing that. But because of all those days, mm-hmm. you know, thus far today, we get to hear this story, this work, and I know there's a lot of people that are listening that are in the middle of those really rough days, you know, and hard choices and going, do I have it to make it, make that choice again? Mm -hmm. And my biggest prayer for this podcast, I want everybody to hear it, but I want this podcast to just bust that isolation tool of the enemy wide open. Yeah you know, and just blow it apart because, you know, we know that any work of darkness has to happen in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, and isolation is such a place of darkness. It is, absolutely, yeah. So, you know, I pray that your story, that this testimony finds people, maybe they're not living in that, but they're coming in and out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and that this will just totally flood it with light. Yeah. I pray so too. People that are listening are going to want to just find a way to stay connected. So I know you're on Instagram. I am. Okay, so they can find you. You're under Michelle, right? Yes, it's M-E-S-H-A-L-I. Because a lot of people are going (laughs) to wonder how in the world do we spell that. Yeah. And then you're on Facebook too. I am. So you can check her out and follow her. Because some big things are coming. Thank you again so much for doing this today. It's my honor. Wow, now you know why I was so excited to share this podcast with you. I'm just almost in tears listening back at just the incredible moments that happened in the truth that just poured out of her as she so bravely shared her story. And I remember as I was sitting there just listening to her share, it was almost like I was picturing, you know, some of the tools and the ways that God walked her into freedom and helped her. I just believe that wherever you are listening to this podcast, maybe you've walked through some similar places. Maybe they came from trauma as a child. Maybe you're just in a place from whatever reason, whatever happened, your sort of emotional bill is coming due. And I believe that through this powerful story that Michelle has shared of the work of restoration God's doing in her life, that these tools are now being handed to you. And I would say that even the potential of these tools working for you, that God is putting them in your hands and saying, look, you need to know you're not alone. I am getting you the help the truth, the courage that you need to be brave and do what you need to do. Maybe your next step is calling that trusted friend, calling a spirit-filled counselor, connecting with a leader, a mentor in your life, and saying, you know what? I need to put everything on the table. I need to open up. 
I can't live in sort of this fake facade of perfection anymore. I'm ready to be living in authentic freedom. However that is for you, I believe that God is setting you up to be brave and take those steps to do that right now. I want to thank you for listening and and for being a listener. This podcast just came out of a place in my heart to be an encouragement and inspiration and help you find the courage that it takes to live a life of destiny and hopefully to, to awaken parts of your heart. I'm so glad you listened in. Hey, share this podcast and others with people you know that you think it'll be a blessing to. Let it be a resource and a help to them. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you soon.